Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At that point, I, I'm, I was definitely earning like less, lah, right? Yeah. But I was, it, it, it didn't change yeah. anything. You know, so I, then why, I did you, why did you leave? Well, a lot of people ask me this question. I never <laughs> <laughs> Would you give up your passion for money? This is your daily catch-up. So uh, uh, just the other day, right, uh, a writer for Channel News Asia wrote an opinion piece about selling out and how selling out was the best decision she made for her career. Okay, what does selling out mean, TBH? So I think... Oh, no, I want to stop saying TBH. Yeah, right you now. should. Yeah. Uh, or like <laughs> not TBH. <laughs> uh, I think in general, it's when instead of pursuing your passion, especially in like a creative industry, you decide to take up a job for the money that is a little bit unsexy. Right. So what, what she was explaining was that she, she often finds that the word sellout has a bad reputation um, and it's as though one gave up their passion for money. But then when she ended up taking a higher paying but unsexy job, she found herself to actually be happier because she now has the freedom of not worrying about money. So what did she give up on? So she initially had a job um, writing for a magazine and she always wanted to be a writer. So to her, it's like, wow, fashion magazine, this is like the lifestyle that she wanted. And then after that, she kind of sold out and she worked for a marketing uh, department in a polytechnic. So that was the sellout for her. La. What are your passions? Ah? Do you all know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realise I don't have passions. Eh. I think your passion is what will you do if you don't have... You don't need to think about money. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? If you're financially free, what will you all do? Well, sleep is my passion. Eh? <laughs> yeah, you sleep so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably want to work in an animal sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So animals is your passion? Maybe. Or is the building of a business in the but, animal but industry? Like, yeah. Animals something else, right? Like, you, you can't put your... I mean, I don't know. Can, right? Like, there was, this, there was this one place, right? I think the first animal sanctuary I went to in Melbourne. And then, I went there and I realised that was my Disneyland. Because, like, before that, right? I go to theme parks. I like roller coasters, like, more than the, the next guy. Um, but then when I brought... When Pat brought me to Disneyland, right? So, like, the gate behind uh, is, like, it's like those NDP crowd, you know? Wow. And we were maybe second, second row. <laughs> we were damn ahead of the curve. Because Pat don't dare to take the scary roller coasters. So the game plan was to rush all the way to the back so that I can get through those by myself. Because you don't want to wait one hour for a ride that you will take alone. Ma. When the gate opened, right, we ran in and then I was jogging in it because you must understand there's 2,000 people behind me. Eh? <laughs> so I was jogging really right. Then she said, Mickey Mouse! And then we darted to queue up to take a picture with Mickey Mouse. Eh? And we were, Wait, what about it took me 20 minutes to get the picture with Mickey Mouse. Eh. <laughs> no, but she loves. She loves. She loves. Like it's a it's a real like it, it really I can say it's like a religion. I don't know what's my yeah. point, right? What was I getting to? No, so, her passion. So the so Mickey passion Mouse oh. helped you realize that you love animals. No, no, no. So then I saw pet like that in that place, right? Then I realized hey, it must be nice to have a place you can go to where you feel like that. Oh yeah. Mm. Right? Like yeah, no, I thought it was but... so exciting that Pat has something that she can just like you buy her a Mickey Mouse spoon or like a f***ing head clip or whatever. She's just like, oh my god, you know, she's so happy. 
So then I went to the animal sanctuary in Melbourne, and then that's where I realized, ah, this is my thing. Oh. Like I was like legit, like the birds started following me. Like there were kangaroos and everything around. They all look so like alive, you know. It sounds like Snow White. They yeah. don't look like you know in the zoo, like like freaking. They don't want to be there. They look like happy. Like thank you for rescuing me, vibes, you know. <laughs> but what was it about that the the place? Like, like the, that, that the, connection with the, the animals. animals yeah. I think it's just like the freedom and like how happy the animals felt. Like, like I remember happy. Pat took the camera rolls. Like we don't, like I, she never like take random photos of me. Like rarely lah, cause like there's no reason to, right? But she saw it in my eyes, right? That she took like over a hundred photos that day. Of just me playing animals and laughing. Oh. So I realized that was my place. Okay, so one person want to be zookeeper. No, zookeeper. no he don't want, he specifically don't want to be zookeeper. You want to be the saviour of the animals. You want to be No, I just want to play and feed them. Noah of our century. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm contributing to help them live. No, no, no. It's not the saviour of the animals. I just want to work with the animals. And yet you do not have pets. No way. He used to have though. He had a bird. Oh, I had a dog. You had a bird? I had, I found a dove downstairs in my house. I feel like I'm interested in many things, but then that I cannot... Pick that one thing that I say, if I continuously do it, I'll always be happy. Yeah. Right. Like even in the job that I have now, I feel like it's it's fun for me. Right. And I feel like that's not something that everybody can say. But I wouldn't say it's like Well, how do I put it? I wouldn't say it's like something that in You my, would do forever, lah. Yeah, that I would do forever. Like I feel like in the like I, I'm interested in like trading, I'm interested in like starting my own like business of like whatever, right? Then I don't have that one thing. So my question is like, do people only have like one passion? Like I feel like people feel like they need to find that one thing that they enjoy doing and do it for the rest of their life. Then that counts as a passion. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah. it actually. But why are you interested just... in trading? It's a damn boring thing, eh? Wait, why? It's fun like money. Yeah, lor. so you're interested in money to do what? So you right. want to free up your life, quit your day job yeah. so that you can like what you mentioned are mechanics, like trading and like starting something. But then yeah. it's But not I like a... the process of it though, like learning. I like to learn to do things. Hey, so learning is my passion. Nah. Okay. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I meant this. TBH. <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, I get what you're talking about. So I, I, I enjoy processes a lot and like that, that, that starting when you learn something new, right? Yeah. That curve is very steep, ma, but you progress very quickly. That feeling like drives me a lot. Like when it comes to, for example, like exercise, right? Like to me, I think about exercise, I f***ing hate it, right? Because to me, it doesn't really make sense. But then, when I learn a new sport or some shit like that, like mm. skipping. Wow, yeah, ah, then the starting, right? Damn shook. Then I feel passionate about it. Can you imagine being passionate about skipping though? <laughs> he is passionate about it. You can tell you the different ways. Yeah, like, you're trying to learn like one technique after another. You're trying to hit like a certain timing and like reps. You can, you can do the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like that's like passion in terms of maybe fitness, right? Mm. Or exercise. But then I think the same thing applies to like work also. Eh? When I when I started doing content also, right? After a while you get sick of one format, then you want to explore and try to mm. deviate and see whether can I explore another format, another genre, another this, another that, another this. So like the fact that my job allows me to to satisfy this constant change, mm. right? Like that that was what kind of like fed the passion. I relate to that because like when we secondary school and all that, right? It's like people know that, hey, I want to go this JC, I want to go this poly, so they work for that. But I never had like a school in mind that I wanted to go into. I never had like a job in mind that I wanted to specialize in, right? But one thing I knew was that like, I don't want like a desk bound job. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want like a nine to five that every day I go and I do the same thing. Then that's how like I... Isn't that what you do? Like, 
But I do different things every day. Yeah, no, but it's a it's a it's a desk bound job. It's a nine to five desk bound job. No, it's not desk bound job. Hey, I'm not desk now. though. you you are. No, it's 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 so strange. So like, I remember when I was like eleven or twelve, right? Like, I had a conversation with my my friend's dad. So I went over to his house, right? And he is, I think you you know who you are if you watch this. But he was someone who at at twelve years old, right? He was grade eight piano, grade 8 violin. He was the best football player I know in, in my year. Like, he had a lot of different, like, Spoiled strengths, markets, right? Yeah, yeah really sport market. All the girls loved him. Handsome. Uh, but then his Plus parents... handsome. Yeah, handsome. Much, yeah. Tell was, us about handsome. And then his parents wanted him to be a doctor and he completely understood. Because, you know, like, it, it's high paying. It's also, like, a decent job. It's stable and things like that. And so, when after he became a doctor, then he started exploring, or the last time I spoke to him, he was exploring how his creativity in music can be used to help heal people. And so he was able to then like marry channel that passion two. and marry the Sorry, two. Sorry, I have yeah. to ask for the people who are right now very concerned. Is he single? <laughs> I don't know anymore, sir. Yeah. I haven't spoken to him in a year, sir. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I thought it's because he's in and out of relationships that you never know. <laughs> but he's a doctor. La. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Boy, in Australia. Oh. oh. But anyway, so, so I was having a conversation with his dad because I was 11 or 12, right? And then um, he was like, he go and pout to me, he's like, Hey dad, uh, Dan says like he, he doesn't care about money, like whatever job he wants, he's just going to do it because he likes it. Then the dad was like, Dan, are you sure? Mm. Because that's, that's not the best way to go about it. And I was very adamant, I said, No lah, I just want to do whatever I like lah. Like, like I, I don't care about money. And then now that I'm here and I realise, right, like, like I would How do young anything you? for money. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so naive to think like, you can just do whatever and then struggle. And then like, I've been in situations where like, I'm I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I'm worrying like whether the next month I can pay for like certain things or not. And then now that I'm not 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 saying that I'm like rich now, but like now that I don't have to worry about money that much, now I can pursue all my other interests that like, like what? I was always interested in. Um, his new camera. Like his yeah, new so like like you know when I'm not working, I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Why? Okay, you go. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't have enough time to do right. stuff. So like I mean like besides the gaming stuff or what, besides like the gaming stuff. Which you spend a lot of time on. Which I spend a lot of time on. You're like, also gaming uh, in your free time. So <laughs> I'm an avid gamer. <laughs> I play Achiro. <laughs> and Sudoku. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's like it's like uh, music, photography, videography, shit like that. Like just expanding that creativity somewhere. Like, I don't know, because yeah, okay, okay. So so I have received job offers before from from either certain companies or, or from slightly different industries, right? When I when and when I really really think about it, like the salary is like maybe sometimes two k higher around there, like, Okay, that range. So it's really like I can go and grab that money, right? right? And it's not like I don't need money. I also need money, right? Mm. But when I really think about it, right, how long can I last there doing whatever they require of me? Or, for example, if it's a specific company that I don't believe in their brand, I don't believe in their in what, in what they do, right? Then I find it very difficult to, to just take the money. Mm. Yeah. That's my take on it. Lah. Like I find it very but flip difficult. Side, fact, though, I think I cannot. Flip side, so we had this chat, right? Mm. But then on the flip side is how long can you stay in your current company? and feel like you could be getting more. Isn't that more pressing? Yeah, but you see, then, then to me, the only variable is the fact that the, there's a discrepancy in the, in the salary. Lah. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I would rather find an alternative means to make ma- that money, right. to fill up that gap. Because money is just one problem in your life. Ma. Right. Yeah, but, but why, a, a solution. why... Sorry? Also a solution to many things in life. Yeah, lah, yeah, yeah. Lah, yeah lah. <laughs> but, but then, because you, your, your job is like, 
more than half of your life. Eh. Mm. So why would you go and do something that you don't believe in? Eh? I think them difficult. Eh. But the thing is quite, I mean, it's quite fortunate that we get to have that conversation, like whether we want to choose passion or trade-offs. Because like people like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, probably didn't have that choice. I feel like something that I tell myself now is that I'm still young. Like in my head, I, I tell myself that when I hit 25, right, then I chase money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe until I hit 30, then I'll see how, right? So I feel like now, I want to gain skills, gain skills such that I can use after I hit 25. Right? I don't know whether Chris said this, that our friend, right? That he, no, he said like the six games that you, you play. All oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that was very interesting. We can explain the six games that you play first. Basically here, right, the line is that to know what you want to optimize your career and life for, you must know what games you want to play. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So then from these six like overarching teams, right, you need to choose. Yeah, like, usually how many? it's you a combination of two. Combination of two, right, right, right. Security, money, mastery, freedom, influence, and altruism. So example, like security is for salary guy, money is like you go do hedge funds, you go do like investing and all that mm. kind of stuff. Then if you want to do mastery, say for example, you're an artist. Mm. Yep. Right? So you practice that. Freedom game is like you're like a freelancer. Like, mm. nomadic, like you move from things to things, right? But you get to control your own time and all that kind of stuff. Influence game, you have to be politician. Have like a say, mm. have like power and authority. Yeah. And then altruism is like social worker. Yeah. So I feel like for me right now, it's security and mastery, right? Like having a stable salary while mastering what I'm doing. Then later on, it will change. So he talked about how like, if you feel like you're unhappy where you are at now, you feel like there's something off about like your career or your life, right? It's either like you're playing the wrong game or like you're trying to chase too many of these things at once. And it's impossible because you cannot do them all of it well. Or like you're forced by society to play the most popular game, which is money game. So well, that's like the three reasons why you might feel off about where you're at now. I think a lot of people don't see the trade-off of pursuing passions as a job. Like for example, you like to skip, so you keep skipping. <laughs> <laughs> Live no, no, for example, like doing it for a job means that there are a lot of things, other things that you need to deal with and right. and, and sometimes it sucks the passion out of that that activity or right. that pursuit. Yeah. yeah. Which I think sucks. La. I have a friend that like experiences that. So for example, she's a baker, so she likes to bake and all that, right? But then she for a long time, right, she refused to like start a baking business. Like people keep asking her, hey, you wanna sell or no? you wanna sell? Then she keeps saying don't want because to her baking was something that she did to de-stress. Mm. And then she didn't want it to be like a point of like, oh how do I monetize this? Like how much should I be selling for this? Is this good enough for sale and all that kind of thing? It'll be a point of stress. Yeah, correct. Instead, it right? becomes yeah. a point of stress. Yeah, so like understanding that right is okay, I just rewatched the movie Chef, you know, John yeah. Drew. Wow, yeah. damn good movie. It's great. Uh, it's about him being a chef, okay? So, so basically, <laughs> oh, he opens surprise. a food truck. La. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, he was working at a restaurant and then the boss, right? He's a very good chef. Then he wants to explore creativity and kind of things. But the boss said, stick to the menu that we know has served our customers for the last 10 years. You know, because that works. Then in the end, he kind of some rabat critic review. Then he go in. Hey, I watched it. It's yeah. called Chef. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good movie. It's, very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Food Truck, maybe. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson and Sophia. But I think it is that, that struggle because like my mom also, right? I think she cooks quite well. She does quite a few good things. But when I tell, ask her like why she doesn't... Uh, Turn into a business, is it? Yeah, like or go and work in a kitchen, right? She mm. said, I don't want to make the same thing every day. Mm. Like mm. I want to be able to explore my creativity and kind of thing. And, but, but then that is the trade-off that comes with this. Ma. Mm. So then in th- that situation, it doesn't make sense. I won't say it's selling out, right? But it just doesn't Who are you even sense. selling out to? Like to I, yourself. Uh. I had this before this company, there was this old one other job that I worked at. And 
And it was quite fun. It felt cool, you know, when I told people what I did for a living. And then at some point, when I couldn't save to buy the ring, I couldn't save to get married and buy the house and renovation, I tried to factor all that in, right? Then I kind of told myself, maybe it's time to join the corporate world. And I was quite depressed for a while, right? Like, maybe like... Because of that thought? To tri- yeah, like, because it became very real that I'm going to resign from this company that, that I, go do I quite like. That you, right? Yeah, but, but cool. the pay was not there, yeah. So then I'm going to go like to Sun Pharma. Uh, I'm gonna buy. Yeah, I went to like G2000 because you know didn't pay very well. So I went to G2000 and I go and buy like suits and stuff, right? Knowing that I was going to resign, and I was like, damn, down for a while. Then after that, I realized, down for what? Like, who did I sell out to? Like, yeah. At the end of the day, which one came first, right? My wife and my family. Yeah. Or the fun job. Right. Yeah. Then to me, it's like, hey. If I continue a fun job, I sell my wife and my family. Eh. Yeah. True, true, true. I'm also curious, like in other industries, like is it the same case, like between this picking like passion and what? Because I cannot imagine like your passion is uh, uh, like counting accountancy, right? Like just pressing numbers yeah. the whole day. Uh, oh my god, that's bad. <laughs> so, oh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but but what, does, what then? What is that situation like, right? Like in other industries, do you have the same trade-offs? Like, what do you look for in a job? Like, yeah. You're looking for. A job so don't, don't talk about like toxic environment. Like you should leave. Yeah, it's yeah, a toxic yeah. environment. It's just yeah. your your colleagues are fine, the work's fine, you're doing your work, but then you decide to not do it and go and pursue your passion. Oh no, you go and pursue money. money. Ah, you go and pursue money. money and then realize it was a bad idea to pursue money. Yeah. So I think that like the point of the article that I was trying to make is that oftentimes when we are concerned about being a sellout, it's often in our heads. It's often like we have this imaginary person that we're thinking of, like, are they gonna think I'm a sellout? Yeah. But actually yeah. it's just in our heads, like just go do you like. I think uh, something else that I read also was that we often get so obsessed about what other people think of us, but no one else is thinking about us as much as we are. Because everyone's also busy thinking about, about themselves. themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So just go and do whatever you want to do. Besides all the selling out, right, the article had a quite interesting um, uh, tidbit, which was that people normally go through four different career types. It, it was by scholars from um, USC, University of Southern California. So the first is linear, which is that you have a very clear ladder and then you just ascend it. Usually you stay in one company la, to do that. Mm. Uh, steady state is when you stick to one job. So you don't really climb, but you stick to one job and you gain mastery of it. You become really good at it. Um, the, se- the third is transitory. So you jump from job to job looking for new challenges because uh, you, you might be bored of your current job. Or the other, which is kind of similar, but it, it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people our age can, can relate to. It's called spiral. So it's a series of mini careers. I know it sounds quite bad, yeah. but it's a series of mini careers. So <laughs> like you might, you might spend uh, five years really becoming super good at one job and you, you climb as high as you can go and then you jump to something else. And then you start a new, like you go into a new field and then you have another mini career. And then basically about four or five different mini careers in your life. But it sounds like me. Yeah, same. I was also thinking the same thing. I wonder mm. if like the, because you talk about the transitional one, right? I wonder if it's something that like employers see and then don't want to hire because it's like you come here I know that you're going to stay for two years or whatever then you jump somewhere else then is it worth it to still hire the person to be honest right knowing that someone wants to stay for the next two years right it's a big deal to me yeah big two years very long already well last time it's like 20 years yeah, yeah, yeah. last time it's worth until retirement but I know I don't think you can expect that I think to be honest especially in a creative field right if a 45 year old art director or graphic designer come and apply to be our graphic designer versus a fresh grad, like a 24-year-old graphic designer, this person is going to cost three to four times more, mm-hmm. going to be less current with 
new design trends and lingo are going to be much more difficult to navigate mm. and manage. The younger person just has so much more advantage. They are hungrier. They are more current in their design sense. They are chirpier most of the time. Now it's jaded, you know? Yeah, then like at, at some point within the creative field, you have to identify honestly, are you top dog or are you not? And if you are not one of the top dogs, right? Don't advance beyond 40 here. That's my thought as someone that employs creative people. I mean, it's something I'm trying to change. Like, I always tell this when you hire new people that because many of them are young and then they watch our content and they feel like, you know, this is what you want to do in your life. It seems like a fun job. My friend is going to join this company to do data entry, you know, but I'm coming here to make videos that hopefully can be seen by hundreds of thousands of people. And it feels so exciting as a 21-year-old and I get it, mm. right? But the first thing I tell them, right, is I try and dim that bloody light, right? Come in and splash the water. No, honestly, I said, this job cannot be your life, eh? <laughs> like, I think I told you also. Yeah. This job cannot be your life, eh? This is a job. Mm. You come here and exchange this amount of time and expertise for money. Then you go home and then you must lead your life because you cannot hinge your happiness here. Because one day, economic downturn, nothing to do with whatever you did, nothing to do with whatever I did, right? Everything can just turn and then you lose your job then do you use your, lose your life in that process? Do you lose your sense of happiness and self in that process? Like, don't go out there saying, hi, I'm John, I own this, I work at this, I do this. No, no, that's your job. That's what you earn money. You are just, you are John, ah. I, I like animals, ah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, Wait, I don't fun know, I don't know about that actually. Because like, I think like my first two to three years in like TSL, right? Like, I gave my soul to the company. Like, there were, there, there were days that I really just sleep in the office because kind of I'm working, that kind of shit. Right. Like, everything was to do with, with, the, with the business. But I didn't feel like I was trading away my, my life mm. because the things that I wanted to do in my life, I was making it part of my job. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, experiences in Singapore, like, going eat food, I turned it into part of my job. Yeah. Mm. So that I can do it. Travelling also, that was crazy. Yeah. Like, the, the fact that I was able to travel, like, so much of the world, right? That was my job, eh? Yeah. So, I get why these people are excited, especially because they also see these opportunities. And yeah. I would say, if you see an opportunity like that and you can create it for yourself, right? Yeah. Go and do it. Because at that point, I, I'm, I was definitely earning, like, less, lah, right? Yeah. But I was... It, it, it didn't change yeah. anything. You know, so I, then why I was did you happy. why did you leave? Well, a lot of people ask me this question, I never <laughs> <laughs> then this video title is why I left TSL. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing to do with TSL. It's you, right? The company yeah, still yeah, there, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, TSL I, I, is a great I think, company. I think the key reason why I left was because the the environment that I was in and and the and the and the and the colleagues, right, that I was working with, I felt there wasn't. It was the same thing over and over again, already. Yeah. So I needed an, either a new environment or new people to work with so that I can grow mm. more. Right. Yeah. Because I felt like, I, I think I probably learned like, everything that I could there already. I have a lot of people also say that they feel like, you know, they've, they, they, they learn, they managed to learn a lot in their first two years here, or first year here. And then after that, it feels like they've learned less. I mean, clearly lah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But then after that, it feels like, you know, it feels like there's, you've learned all that you want to learn. But then to me, right, well, I feel like, this is like one sell bitch <laughs> session. It's not, right? <laughs> That, how can it be that you feel like you've learned all that you want to learn? Because there, you reach a stage within the company whereby then you can be not just 
fit into the system but improve the system right. yep. and yep. make tweaks to the system. Right. And if you feel this way, there are a lot of people that will feel this way. I wonder if it's a case of like, I don't know what I don't know. So I feel like these are the stuff that I want to learn. Then once I learn that right there, I feel like, okay, like that's enough that I move on to the next thing. Versus mm. like, now that you mentioned this, I feel like, okay, then that's something that I can take into consideration and everything. Mm. And yeah, and I feel like this, I don't know what I don't know thing, right? It's like a big reason why I moved here also, like in the first place, because it felt like, Am hey, I don't make it like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Because, okay. no, because different company, my, different company. Different company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because in my, old, in my old position, right, like as a like 21 year old, I had like three interns under me. And then back to the imposter syndrome that we talked about like, uh, in another episode, uh, right? It felt like I didn't have the skills to be teaching people underneath me. And I felt like I was like shortchanging their internship experience in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But and at the same time, nobody's teaching me. Mm. Yeah. And okay, not nobody like, I clearly had people to learn from. But then in that department, kind of like I'm already the the big dog. Yeah. <laughs> at twenty one years old, and I felt. But like, I want to say that's how you learn, eh? Yeah. That's but why I you want are to be in a this position of leadership now. at no, that but, time. Yeah, but I also think that there's a very big difference, like in terms of how quickly, how much you can learn. Yeah, correct. So you're right. At the top, I still was ask, was asking questions. How can I improve the the the, the, the yeah. situation and that kind of thing, right? But everything is a lot slower. Right. The process is a lot harder. Whereas I could go somewhere else and then suddenly I can pick up everything very, very fast. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's like going to school. Like they have a syllabus that you know everything. You just follow. And right. then you are growing that much. No, okay. Without the trial by fire that the both of you had in DSL, right? You probably wouldn't have gotten a job here So, It's the fact that you managed to build something and you were the OG builder that time. Yeah, and that one-man job, that, that, that one-man team, two-man team, three-man team, and then scaling to a 20, 30-man team, your teams are the size of our company. And for you as well, that at a young age, right, when you let that department, I saw your content, you know, and we were taking inspiration from your content. We all saw the sneaky shit you all do, right? Like, put out Lee Kuan Yew stuff, and then Lee Kuan Yew stuff always work, right? Then we're like, how can we do Lee Kuan Yew stuff? So, you know, <laughs> but that was the both of you, and without that platform, right, you wouldn't have known that you were that good at what you're doing. I do agree, like, on how much, how many doors like TSL has opened yeah. for me, right? And even in like freelance, like I feel like much of my work is also connections that are built from there also. Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, it is true that I learned a lot of stuff. Like currently, I feel like maybe now when I think back about it, I feel like uh, I want different things and then I, 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 I feel like, why, why did I do that at that point of mm. time? But if I put myself back in that headspace, right, that was what I wanted at that point of time. That yeah. experience, the ability to be in a company that was like that and do things that I do for a living. Yep. And I feel like the same can be said for you. Lah, when you think back to the years that you spent at TSL, right? Like staying overnight, doing like a shit ton of work and then like not having time for yourself and all that. It was what you wanted at that time. Mm. Now might be different, but it's like we don't regret mm. it lah, clearly. I, I want to say that I also, I also think that if you have a job, and it might not be your passion now or whatever, right? It's just a, a means for you to earn money and whatever. And then you pursuing something on the side, like during your free time, if it's a hobby or whatnot, right? Try to see how you can monetize it. Like for example, for me, like, like doing photography on the side, right? Then I was just doing it for fun, for fun, for fun, for fun. Then suddenly somebody DM me and say, like, do you do weddings? Mm. Then I was like, no, no, right? So that, that was the first rejection out of, out of the window. Then after that, suddenly some people started asking me for like, maybe like just do a photo shoot or like a product shoot or whatever. So I started to take on like one or two here and there. Mm. And then eventually it led into me being able to do it free on a freelance basis already. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I felt like that was, that is something that people can do. Yeah. Instead of just thinking that like, if I wanted to pursue my passion, I have to take it on as a job. 
yeah. immediately. I feel yeah. like the one thing that I constantly need to tell myself is that just because I've never done it before doesn't mean that I cannot take it on. Yeah. Like the same thing about right. weddings, right? I felt like I never I never take before, especially wedding, I don't want to ruin people's like special day, you know, yeah. they get three yeah. photos from that. So when I got like wedding like art like offers and all that also I also didn't do yeah. until one day I realized that actually I can right? like if I don't do right forever not gonna do yeah. it. Right. Doesn't make sense, right? So I asked a friend to come with me. So then, like, back two up, people, uh. yeah, back up. Then yeah. I take lesser of, like, the cut line and all that. Then right. I felt like it made sense. So, like, with whatever you wanted to do, right, you can just, like, get some help, like, get, like, a support. And, and, and do it for do a it. while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Try make it a side yeah. hustle is one, and then do it for a while. I think if you go into the, a particular commitment, knowing that money is the outcome that you are looking for already, right, I think you can f*** the rest. Pat went through that. Uh, she took on a higher offer from a bigger company and she regrets. Really? Yeah. yeah. Even though she knows that she's going just for the money. Yes. But I feel like at one point you'll start mm. suffering and then wondering whether the money is worth it after all. Maybe. Yeah. Right. I, but also privilege. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Agree, There's agree. a lot of privilege there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I still comment down below right so far. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. We're really, really appreciative of all the support you've been showing us. If you like what you watch, do drop a like and a subscribe and we'll see you in the next one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.